0: Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And today, man, th- you thought last week was good. This week yeah. we got the one, the only person who really made the number one motivational speaker from a three. To what he is right now, all right? These are facts. Wait, These are facts. You hear him in the background. You hear him in the background. Moose, smooth.
1: He's talking from behind the. He's talking from behind the curtain. He's right. not even going to wait to yes, come so. on stage. He's just like, I'm. I'm gonna let y'all know this is true. Yeah, we you know, let, is, let, uh-huh. let's just get into
0: the intro. He, you hear him in the background. We talking yeah. about CJ. On, get into the intro. Come on. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force. But more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. All right, before, before we go into him, I got to shout out the review of the week, I promise you. Uh, this one comes from Ginger. Shout out to Ginger. More fire. Every week is full of value. This podcast is like a toolbox, and I'm ready to go to work. Let's go. Bye. Yummy. Bye. Yummy. listen, we love all the reviews. Keep keep leaving those reviews. The reason why we're on the charts is because of y'all. But you you see who we have. You see who we have. Hey,
1: you? you see who First we have. Timer.
0: Man, What's time, let me tell you, it is so, you will not see him except for on the S2S podcast. You won't see him right. doing no lives. Mm-hmm. You won't see him mm-hmm. on social media. He doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't have uh-huh. one. I promise you. My bad. My bad. Twitter no, C would be fired,
2: 2020, 2023. 2023.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I always thought Twitter C would be fired. That timeline would be fuego.
0: Yo, yeah, and he loves yeah, Twitter. Yeah. That's the crazy part about it. I do love it. Twitter. That is the crazy Twitter. part. But, see, yeah. how you feeling?
2: Man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm excited to be on. I, hey, I know, you know, you had to go with your A list. I'm just happy that you got to your B list, that I could be a part of, you know, the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, hey, I'm happy to be here, man. You know, better late than never.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yo, Moose. Do do we want to break down who he is based off the flight assessment? Do we want to start it off with oh, just Lord. the breakdown, and then we'll we'll let the people know about it? What you want to do? Yeah,
1: no, we we'll, we'll give a quick overview, and then they'll, they'll they'll guess it as time goes on. We'll we'll give them an opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of be like, okay, wh- which one is he? Right? Is he a, a maybe he's a grounds crew? I don't know. Right? right. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see what it is. So, but no, man, that, go got, oh go for it, go for it.
0: So if you don't know, if you're brand new, shout out to you, but we always go based off the flight assessment, right? We got four characters, the pilot, the flight attendant, the grounds crew and the air traffic controller in a minute and 30 or however long he feels like doing it today. Moose, can you break down each and every single solitary one of them?
1: Absolutely, man. Look, as always, based off of the four dominant personality types that you know exist in the world, and we always know that certain behavior, certain characteristics can begin to help us predict, okay, what positions can this person be placed in to have the most success? So we use the airport theme as always because we look at the pilot as the driver, the person who is responsible getting the passengers from point A to point B. And those of that pilot style are going to be goal oriented. Very a type personalities that just want to push and not necessarily so wait or slow down because they're going to fix it after they get to their destination right then on your flight experience, you're going to walk to your seat, but you're going to see that there's a flight attendant there. Now the flight attendant comes on with a different swag, right? They're charismatic, they're smiling, they are charming, very friendly, they're going to use more of their charisma and their personality to help build relationships and use that as the key to their entryway. Now, once you're in your seat, you're going to look out the window if you're sitting at a window seat and you're going to see people with a blue vest on maybe a green vest, orange vest. The grounds crews, right, involved in a lot of different things, putting bags onto the plane, uh, bringing up beverages and snacks up to the flight attendants, helping the pilot navigate from the gate to the uh, to the runway or vice versa. Right. So evolved in a lot of different areas. That's why we often call them supportive, but really the glue that keeps the operation tight and together. And then last before last but not least, you got the air traffic controls up in the tower somewhere. You don't really see them or hear from them, but they're working on all the minor details. They're thinking about how do our decisions today impact our future down the line? So more strategic, but definitely every single one of these brings up the entire flight experience for you. And so
0: now we got to figure out what C is. So, Moose, start
1: it off. Yeah, absolutely, C. I mean, definitely let us know a little bit more about the man behind the brand, right? Like be, before you even uh, met E, I, I think people want to know that story of like, yo, who was CJ? And then how did you get an opportunity to start working with E, or what, how did that kind of relationship spark?
2: Yeah. You know what? I think um, when people have similar passions in life uh, and and operate in similar ways, you know, sometimes I think you, you both kind of climb and, you know, eventually you end up meeting. So for me, um, you know, I can trace, you know, everything I do with personal development, with giving back, with with trying to enrich people's lives back to elementary school. You know, I was, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I was one of the few students in school who was fortunate, fortunate enough to have a father in their life. Right. And so, uh, it was crazy. Like back in the day, you remember you were going field trips from school and maybe you're going to the aquarium or the zoo or something like that. Well, you know, they always broke uh, kids up into groups and you had to ride with somebody's parent, right? Parents would volunteer to drive. And every time it would be like a a, a fight to see who could ride with my dad. And I used to be looking hmm. around like, yo, why y'all want to ride with my pops? Like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I want to ride with somebody else's parents. And like, you know, have a good time over there. I'm like, I'm with my dad all day. And I never really picked up on it till about probably third or fourth grade. I asked my dad, I was like, man, dad, why everybody want to ride with you? And besides the fact that he would let us listen to 96.5, the hip hop station here in Lansing, um, he was like, look around, son. He said, how many other fathers do you see here at the field trip? Mm. I looked around and I was like, man, not many. And he was like, they're not around because they want to hear the radio. They want to ride with me because they look at me as the father figure they never had. And I remember in that moment feeling so blessed, like literally guys, I was like, whoa, like I literally have a dad who's home every day when I come home from school. I literally have a dad who's volunteering at the school. Even when, guys, even when my dad was working nights at General Motors, he'd get off work at like two o'clock in the morning. The field trip would be at 7.15. And he would be there. Now, he would fall asleep, whatever the show was. You know what I'm saying? He was going to fall asleep when we got there. But he would always be there. And I remember feeling so blessed. And I was like, yo, I got to do my part to give back. Because there was absolutely nothing that I did to deserve that over another kid. Right? Like I, didn't, like, I didn't manifest my dad into my life. I was born into that. And so I always felt a sense of responsibility to give back. So ar- around the time I was 17 years old, I went up to Big Brothers Big Sisters of America. And um, I asked them, I said, hey, I want to mentor somebody. And they said, yo, you're not even 18 yet. Come back when you're 18. I went back when I was 18. I got involved in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Long story short, they started having me speak all over the uh, country. I would go to different places and be an advocate on behalf of the organization. Uh, got to Michigan State, continued along that same line of work. You know, I came in as a, a student who was kind of lost at Michigan State, didn't really know what was what was able to find my way and I wanted to give back. So we started a mentoring program during that time in my mentoring program. My dad, who was also still mentoring met E and um, they hit it off. And my dad was like, do you know my son? He does the same thing you do. Uh, He was like, nah. So my dad called me like, yo, you need to go see this dude. And uh, I went and saw E Monday morning on a random day. Didn't know who he was, never met him before. And uh, I've been his right hand man, literally ever since that day, like, that day, we hit it wow. off. We went to Maxie's uh, juvenile uh, facility where there was juvenile offenders locked up, some uh, serving long sentences. And we put in work that night. I spoke, he spoke. And uh, since that day, you know, we, we've been rocking. Yeah.
0: Y'all, y'all not, y'all not going to get this story anywhere else. But let me get into my side, because... Yeah. Um, see, See, okay, so you met E... But Mm -hmm. at what point did you know, okay, this needs to be in everybody's crib? Like, this needs to be a household name. Like, where, at what time was there a particular event? What what really happened?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's funny, right? So I was a part of, shout out to the African American Student Mentoring Program, AASMP at Michigan State, right? So that was a program uh, that I was... I don't don't know if I was the president or I was on the board or whatever. I was kind of like an upper level member or whatever. Right. And so when me and E met, he was running the advantage, which is the program. Some of you may have heard about us talk about that. We uh, eventually end up running together, but he was running the advantage, which was very similar to what we were doing at AASMP. So when I met E, wasn't just bouncing on AASMP immediately. I was like, yo, Um, I had heard him speak at the juvenile facility and he killed it. You know what I'm saying? We both went in there and did our thing. But I just remember at ASMP, we would always have speakers come in and people would be like this. And you would see people like, you know, on their phones or like struggling to listen or kind of halfway falling asleep, getting bored. And I remember E came in there and he was with Jalen. Jalen was a little fella. It was probably the first time I ever even met Jalen. And Jalen and E came in with his son and was like, all right, cool. I'm going to speak to the group. There were probably, let's say, 40 of us in there. And I'll never forget. It was kind of like a theater style seating. And he came up to me, and by this time, I might have known him, like, maybe a week, right? Like, literally, like, seven days since I met him. And um, he brought Jalen to me and was like, hey, can my son sit with you? And Jalen was probably, I don't know, eight or nine, maybe ten. And Jalen sat next to me, and I was like, bet, I got it. And Jalen sat there, he had his coat on, and he was just kind of like, whatever. And I, you know, talked to him, what's up, little man, that kind of thing. And he was like, yo, y'all ready? Everybody was like, yeah. And he went on an hour long tear. And when I tell you every single person in the auditorium was on the edge of their seats the whole time, they laughed, they cried, they were reflective. They took notes. He got a standing ovation at the end of it. I was like, okay, this is different. Like this is different. I don't know what it is, but I never seen anybody move a crowd like that. Like I literally have never seen somebody push people so hard and then be so receptive to it. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, we gotta do, I don't know what we gotta do with this, but we gotta do something. Uh later that semester is when uh he did the guru story.
1: Mm. Wow. Wow. So there wasn't even hmm. that's incredible. So it's not like there was a big time period between, you know, when you guys started in the guru story. It's like you said later that semester, so it was almost like back yeah. to back.
2: Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. No, this was this was early on. I think um Let's see, I, I had eventually, I would say less than a year for sure. Maybe not, let me say that same semester, but less than a year. I had transitioned out of uh, the AASMP and decided that I wanted to, you know, support E full-time. So uh, I finished my role there at AASMP. So maybe it was the next semester. I finished my role in the spring with AASMP. And then coming back in the fall is when I said, all right, cool, I'm, I'm down full-time. I'm advantaged now yo, let's build this thing. And the reason I did that, ASMP was fine, but it was one of those programs most where, like, it was already established, right? Like, it was already, like, it had been done since, like, Michigan State was allowing black kids to come to school. And so they kind of had a rigid kind of way in which you were allowed to do things. The thing that intrigued me about what he started is he was just, like, in his office and was like, yo, I'm about to go down here and just wax deep. Y'all come out. And I was like, oh, that's more of my style because I could, you know, we could throw alley-oops, you know what I'm saying? We could really do our thing. And so, Nikki, it got to the point where we would go back and forth and just create. And I love the fact that I didn't have necessarily a structure and a box in which I had to stick into in order to do our thing. And so, me and E, really, uh, we didn't have... This wasn't sponsored by the school. There was no department that was involved in it. It was literally us just being like, yo, let's do this.
1: Mm.
0: That's mm. good. That's good.
1: Like. Flight assessment cues right there. You know, the, the, the hey, don't put me in a box. All right, just saying. Another just saying. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead, Moose. Yeah, no, I, and, and let me back that up, uh, see if you could talk a little bit, man, about specifically leadership, because I think people, you know, they really have a misunderstanding of leadership. They think like leadership, I gotta be always the man out front. Like, and, and you've talked mm-hmm. about it, like you've presented for the mayor since fifth grade, like you are just as much as somebody who can be the front line. you know, but mm-hmm. you choose to be like what you call e-support person, but still a leader nonetheless. Can you talk about like the type of confidence and, and, and just that, that style and swag that you gotta have to really say, you know what, I'm gonna stand behind and push the message because this is more meaningful
2: yeah you know what? I think um, I didn't know that at first. like I just thought me and E were going to wax deep side by side forever, and then I saw that mm-hmm. there was another need. and how I'm wired, moose, i don't I'm not wired for credit. I'm wired to get the job done, and I've always been like that. Like I've never been one that was like, I need to be in the lights and I need to be I always just wanted to do whatever it took to help the team win. and so we had a gap, right? So obviously, Carl, who many of you know was there and he was down to, you know, do the videography and, you know, he would uh, take pictures and do the audio and everything we needed. He was speaking. Well, there was nobody in that gap who could say, okay, let's get a plan. Let's be strategic. Let's move this thing. Let's make it into something. And so I kind of stepped behind the scenes and I love it now Moose. because like, even when I'll speak at our conferences and stuff like that, people would come up to me and be like, man, you're a great speaker. You shouldn't be nervous about speaking. You've been behind the scenes for so long. And I'm like, Y'all have no clue that I've been speaking hey. since I was born. Like, I've had this gift since I was young. I chose to go behind the scenes, right? I chose to, to be the man behind the man because that was the job that was needed. It was never about the credit. We already had a dynamic speaker, right? I say all the time, having Shaq on your team is sweet. Having two Shaqs, not so much. Somebody got to be Kobe. And so I was willing to go, hey, I'll be Kobe. I'm not tripping. I'll, I'll be Kobe and I'll go over here and do what I'm supposed to do. And so that was always the goal was, what's best for the team? How do we get next to the next level? And unfortunately for me at that time, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it was me be going behind the scenes. And so now Nikki laughs at me about not having social media. Nikki, I had social media. I have Facebook. But you know what? I said, all of these things are distracting me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is pushing ET to be a household name. That was our number one objective. Me having social media at the time was taking my focus away from that goal. And so I said, you know what? Let me just get all the way locked in. And I got rid of social media for years. And now that I could probably have it back, I got so used to, I I love it. You you know, you get some people who are not on social media, Nikki, and they got like an attitude like, oh, I'm too good for social media. That's (laughs) not me at all. I actually love social media. Social media has done incredible things for our company, our brand, our business, everything. I'll be honest, I just got so used to surviving and thriving without it in my role that I haven't figured out how to kind of transition back. And I'm kind of nervous because I've always been, like, behind the scenes in terms of, like, pushing E, and now that there's a demand for me to be on social media, and I get it. Like, yo, we've been able to do some incredible things, and I know people want to hear from me. It's just about me saying, okay, how do I still maintain the number one goal and try to you know do this thing i never got in this to brand myself i never got in this to to have a bunch of followers for me that was never the go and so i still haven't really figured out how to connect those two paths if that if that makes sense
0: and that makes a lot of sense all right we're still gonna
2: work on getting c on social media though we're gonna we're working on it it's definitely necessary and i and again i'm a ghost on social media right so like i can still log into e stuff. Nikki mentioned I love going on Twitter. I love watching inspirational stuff. I love checking out Nikki and Moose and Toby and everybody else who rocks with us. I go see what the whole squad is doing. I totally get it. It's a necessary evil for a lot of people. Uh, And then sometimes, you know, in Nikki and Moose's case, they take it and they just go crazy with it. Part of my other excuse now, Nikki, is I'm so old. I promise you, I'm so outdated. I'm like, man, I'm mad to have my son teach me how to use Instagram. (laughs) It's hard, Nikki. It's like a full-time job. I'm like, there Lord have mercy. So
0: there I'm working go. on
2: it, though. I'm working on it. We got the podcast Instagram. Go follow do
0: We us do. There. We do. S2S yeah. Podcast. We'll get into yeah, that. We'll get go. into that. But Absolutely. See, people know and loved and was introduced by TGIM. Right? Yeah. The Kind of the same sequence as what you did for Toe, But let's bring yeah. it back as mm-hmm. far as Where did TGIM come from? How did you come up with that schedule? Because that's what a lot of people struggle with. Like, okay, I have content, but how often do I put it out? Where do I put it out? Like in the early stages, you figured it out. So talk to the people about that process.
2: Yeah, it was funny. You know, when you say, where are the origins of TGIM? You know, one of my favorite quotes is, necessity is the mother of all invention. Right? And so... When there's a need for something, and this is a, a nugget for you entrepreneurs, if you find yourself saying, man, I wish I had this, or maybe if some if this only existed or that only existed, th- there's usually money in that follow-up, right? And so it was really simple. So E, myself, and Carl had started rocking, right? And we decided that, hey, we working at Michigan State, but we're going to try to build this dream. We're going to try to go all in. And so what would happen is, Monday through Friday, we'd meet up at the office. We'd be up there at 7 a.m., right, ready to rock and roll. Well, then Friday at 5 hit, and E had a whole family he had to go home to. Carl had a girl. I might have been single at the time or just, you know, kind of dating or whatever, so I didn't really have a whole lot going on on the weekends just hanging. But from Friday at 5 to Monday morning, I would not see E or Carl. And so we used to be kind of like sad on Friday afternoon because it was like, man, like we can't build the dream. We kind of just got to chill. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be calling E and, you know, messing up his family time or whatever. So every Monday morning when we would come back in, we came in the building like, literally, like, let's go. I- I've been chomping at the bit all weekend to get in here. However, our coworkers, look like the walking dead on Monday Stay and dead. we would come in literally and be like, yo, why is everybody pissed off? I never worked in corporate before or like an environment where people had a nine to five. I didn't even, to be honest with you, it might sound, sound naive. I didn't even know that people didn't really like going to their gig like that. Like I didn't come from that. So Monday morning people would be pissed off and we'd be walking around the office and people wouldn't even barely speak to you. But yet on Friday, It was potlucks. It was like high energy music playing out of every office. And I'm like, whoa. And He was like, man, it's crazy how people are more excited about the end of the week than the beginning of the week. The beginning of the week is where you build your dreams. And so he was like, man, Mondays, you know, are popping. And he was like, yo, thank God it's Monday. And he was like, yo, we need to just start delivering some content to people on Monday morning." And so it was this magical moments video that we did. And he was like, yo, we're just going to put this out on Monday. And then let me go back a little bit to your question about where we were going to put it out. Mm -hmm. Right around the same time, this little company called YouTube had come out. And I remember at that time, there was barely anybody on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, it was all like videos of like kids sledding down a hill, like for Mm -hmm. like 30 seconds and it would be over. But it was, I noticed that it was just like random people. And this is, I'm taking y'all back to the origins. I told you I'm old. It would be just like random videos and like kids and like dogs and cats. And I was like, yo, what is this? And I said to Carl, yo, can we get our videos on this thing? Like, how do you get a video on this thing? I literally had no clue. Carl had no clue. And Carl was like, yo, give me a second. That was Carl's thing. He would always be like, yo, give me a second. I figured out. And Carl, at the end of the day, was like, yeah, I think I know how to get, because mind you, we were always, we always understood that content was king. We, every time he was speaking, everywhere we go, we have footage for days. Yes. We just didn't have anywhere to put it. Um, we, we probably were thinking about making DVDs at the time, right? Like something like that. So then once YouTube, Carl figured out YouTube, I can't remember the exact first video he put up, but one of the first videos that he put up was a, um, a video that we put up from one of our speaking engagements. And I remember putting it up and it got like three hits. And I think it was us just checking on the video, right? But I remember thinking at that moment, man, we're going to make E a household name. This is the platform that could do it. And from that moment on, I was like, Carl, make sure we upload everything to this joint. So we uploaded, you know, you see now if you go back, I think it's the BTC, I Dare You Pay. We got like Advantage videos from way back. And even like, E speaking from jump. So um that was the 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 delivery method. And then the TGIM was born out of, like I said, necessity. We needed it. We were like, yo, this is terrible. Why are people all depressed on Monday and happy on Friday? Like Monday is the day to make it shake. And so that's kind of the chicken and the egg there, if you will.
0: Let me do a hmm. quick follow-up moose. Did you think that yeah. YouTube would get as big as it is?
2: Uh so I knew E was special. Like mm-hmm. I really did. Like yo, like I knew that that dude had a gift that would transcend the world if they were to find out. Did I did to say that I knew we were going to be number 1, I think would be a little presumptuous at the time, mm-hmm. but I did feel like at least E would be known in the space if you will because I was watching other people in the space and I was like, yo, He's better than him. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I did with Toby. I was like, yo, he's better than him. There's just not enough people that know it. So what's CJ's job? To make sure they know it. And so did I think we would be number one, a multi-million dollar company? I, I, I hoped. I, can't, I, wouldn't have, I, I don't know that I would have put my life on it back then. Um, but, yeah, I would say I knew he was special, man, and I knew it was something the world definitely needed. Moose. Yeah,
1: see, so I'm always amazed, man, at at a time where people have access to all types of information. They struggle Mm -hmm. to put out content or any level of information. It's almost like they're overloaded. Where were you getting some ideas or or a lot of your ideas behind the branding and like the strategic placement behind the content and just moving that needle at a time where you said like YouTube was premature? Like where were you getting any of those ideas from?
2: So you know what's funny, Moose? I I was able to gather those ideas because I stopped speaking. And and I want to make sure people catch that, right? Like, there was a point in time when I would speak every time he would speak. When I stopped that and I went, okay, what's needed? What skill set do I have that I could bring to the table? I said, yo... All right, cool. Let me do this branding thing, right? Because I just said he's the best speaker I've ever heard in my life, and no disrespect to any other speaker out there, but I'm looking at cats who making millions of dollars, and he's better than them. So I said, how do we bring this information to the forefront? So I said, okay, we're at a time. I'm a hip hop head, right? We're at a time. He's a hip hop head. E he wears Jordans. I'm like, okay, I know we got something cool. Like at least we're gonna look cool. E with the fitted cap, you know, the hoodies, the Jordans. I was like, okay, I noticed the trend moves that hip-hop was starting to grow. I don't think people understand that. I'm 38 years old. I just turned 38. And even when I was little, you would never have a Nicki Minaj on Good Morning America. You feel me? Like, you would never have, like, Future on David Letterman. or so. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff didn't happen. But I started noticing as I got older and as we started going further with the brand that, like, whoa, the world is kind of bending towards hip-hop as a mainstream genre. And... Um, So that was my first indicator that, yo, let's build something cool. The other thing I think was looking at um, like where the culture was going as a whole with music and and sports and entertainment. You got to think like Michael Vick was getting hot. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just energy all around some of the culture. And he was that he was that in the motivational speaking lane. What I thought of, you know, what LeBron was for hoop and what, you know what I mean? Like I really looked at E as that. And so, Really, the inspiration for my content just came from looking at the culture at that time and being like, yo, that's dope. How I knew I had that skill set, Moose, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I always loved music. And one of my favorite hobbies used to be I would go buy a CD, like the day it came out, and let's say it was um, a Death Row, a Snoop CD, or uh, who knows, even like Drake or something like that, and I would go buy it, and my favorite thing to do used to be able to listen to every song, and I would pick the next few singles. Every single time, I was just like, yo, this is hot and this is gonna win. And I would do it, and like my, my boys and my brothers would be like, yo, how do you do it every single time? You know exactly which one is gonna be hot. And, I, and, may, and again, maybe that's just my God given gift because I didn't do anything to necessarily like work on that, but I did take that gift and hone it. So by the time I gave out, like, um, certain videos like uh, uh, people, let's go through the list. A couple of them, uh, what's your why? How did I know that was gonna blow up because it was hot to me? Uh, you owe you. How do you know that's gonna it was hot to me? Nothing funny, you know what I mean? Secret to success, like th- greatness is upon you. They were dope to me, and usually I'm a pretty harsh judge, a harsh critic. So if I like it, surely the world is gonna like it. And so that's kind of how I evolved into this role where I was kind of in charge of like. No, that ain't it. Or that's it. Or drop the music at this time or crescendo the music at this time or add in the image of this or add in the image of that. It was just kind of what felt good to me based on you know all the culture that I had taken in over my life.
0: I'ma just keep doing these air horns. It don't even make sense. You know what sense. I'm i feel good sense.
2: when you hear it make me hype, it
0: make me want to bust the 16 real you quick. Yeah, yeah me. All right, so you are building the brand. People are wanting E for their gigs, everything like that. The bag is coming in. You made sure the hat, the J's shirt, the hoodie was the situation. Mm -hmm. Now, you were presented in a few times where the bag was kind of high and they said, Mm hey, we want you to change some things. I want you to talk to the people about. When certain bags are presented to them, that's making them change their brand image. What should they do? Because you went about it in a different way. And we yeah. know E in a certain image and in a certain light because you said no to certain things. So I know certain people are given opportunities right now, especially with the wave of social media and a lot of influencers are coming up and everything. So talk mm-hmm. to the people about. Yo, certain bags are going to be presented and what you should do.
2: Yeah. So I got to start by being a hundred percent honest. Uh, we were on the grind and I remember he was like, yo, we getting like 5,000, 6,000 of speed, something like that, killing it. And he was like, yo, it's time we get up into the five figure mark. And I was like, bet, I'm not scared of a challenge. I'm trying to get to 10,000. And this company called him was like, Hey, you know, we want E to come to our banquet, whatever. And you know, our corporate luncheon, something like that. And I was like, okay, bet. And they were like, yo, we just have one request. This is like a formal event. Um, Can he wear a suit? And I was like, y'all got the 10000 She was like, yeah, we got the 10000 I was like, bet. Let's go. And I was, I was about to tell E, put on the suit, dog. Like, $10,000. You got to understand something. We got it out the mud. I'm like, 10 Gs is 10 Gs. And he was like, oh, no, tell him I can't do it. And I was like, What? I said, bro. Oh, they said what? ten thousand. You're not gonna speed past that, like you didn't just say they, what you just said. They said ten thousand. So I said, okay, e, you tripping, bro? I will go there with a tuxedo and serve drinks for ten thousand. <laughs> and he was like, yo, <laughs> he, he he reminded me of what I said, and that you said we were gonna build the brand like this. You said that we were gonna be, you know, what what uh, LeBron is the hoops, and you what the Fab Five was the basketball, and. You know, all of these things. You said that we were going to be that to the speaking industry. And now the check got you reconsidering. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm tripping. And so I called the company back. And I was like, yo, he can't do it. And they were like, what? I was like, he's not going to wear a suit. And they were like, oh, well, we're going to have to go with somebody else then. And I said, all right, cool. About a year later, and I promise you, I'll never forget. I was still answering the phone at this time, booking these gigs. I got a call, and we were way above 10000 at that time. And they called and everything was good. And I got the bag. Let's say it's 15, 20,000. And she called back and was like, yo, we just got one request. And I promise you, I had a deja vu moment. And I was like, oh man, she's about to ask E to put on the suit. She was like, can you make sure he wears the hat and the t shirt and, mm. and the tennis shoes? Because that's how we all know him. And she was like, if he walks in here with a suit, nobody even recognizes him. And I said, wow one year later, because we stuck to our guns, not only was it not a liability, it had actually turned into an asset. And so that from that moment on, it was like, no, this is who we are, if, if you like it, cool, if it's for you, bet, let's go. And a lot of you out there will be presented with bags to do things that go against your name, image, likeness. And we're dealing with a lot of it with Toby right now. Toby is getting offers from all over the planet in big bags, but now that we understand that there's no bag worth selling your soul, there's no bag worth sullying your brand. Um, we we it's easy to turn down now.
0: Damn, you got the bomb on that one.
2: Yeah, i yeah, am I'm gonna
0: let that wow. rock. I'm gonna let that rock.
2: Yeah, crazy wow. man, crazy. True story. True story.
1: Wow, one of the one of the realest bars, and you said many. You said many. I'm not I'm not even gonna hype it up. You said many. But one of the realest bars I've ever heard you say was everyone wants their C, but they're not an E. Mm-hmm. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. wow, that is yeah. some serious stuff, right? Like yeah. everyone's out here like, oh, I want my two man. I want my team. How do I, I need yeah. a team. But you're not an E-level talent. Yeah. Talk to the people like, how do you decipher if you are, if you need to work harder, if you need to join yeah. a team? Like, what are those things that would help somebody to understand if they're navigating those waters right now?
2: So, that, uh, and the reason Moose is, is asking that, he's heard me say it before, is, like, people always, like, we'll be at conferences and stuff and be like, yo, how do I find my C? And and by C, we mean, you know, my name, CJ, not like yeah. a C as in ground script right? Right, 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 right. So, yeah, yeah, no. so I just want to make sure we're clear, Moose. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't, yeah, we don't I got need you. any user confusion. <laughs> um, so, people would be, and, and I remember Moose, it was like, they would say it, like, every conference and then it start to rub me the wrong way. I start to hear it different. It sounded like nails on the chalkboard. And I was like, wait a minute. So y'all think it's just a ton of me out there running around like, that, like I'm just like that mm. disposable where it's just like, Oh, let me, I need to find a C and he'll just blow my brand up. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. If you're going and what I was trying to tell them is if you're going to find a high level partner, you need to be high level. And most people were, mid-grade, or low-level, and they're saying they're looking for a C. And I used to be looking at them like, wait, you would be my C. Don't trip. Like, (laughs) you're not on that level. And notice what I said, on that level. he didn't have money when I met him. That's not what I was interested in. He had a gift, and he was using it like none other. So if you have not found your team, you're probably, one, not in your gift. You're probably, two, not executing at a high level in that gift. And if you don't know what your gift is and you don't have a gift, you shouldn't even worry about building a team. You should worry about joining a team. Wow. Does that make sense? I just want to make sure that makes sense because, uh, again, people think there's something wrong with joining a team. Like everybody, oh, I need to build this empire. You don't have nothing. So even though I always dog E and say he was a three when I met him, the truth of the matter is I was a zero. So when you're at a three – you can attract a zero. When he got to a seven, he could attract a five, right? And so that's kind of the law and how it goes. And people want to be a three and you looking to attract a nine and wondering why your team ain't coming. Go join a team, build yourself into a nine, then watch your five, four and threes come flocking to you.
0: Facts. Facts. That's good. Facts. I don't even know if I should follow up, but let's stay on team. <laughs> let's stay on team. Um... See, what were some of the first picks that you made when the brand started moving as far as building your team? Like now there's traction and pe- people say, OK, I'm ready for a team. I know what it takes, everything like that. But what were some of your first picks as far as establishing your team?
2: Yeah, you know it's funny, man. Moose, he's he's done such an incredible job, and Nikki yourself, and what you guys are doing with the flight assessment and things like that. But I'll be honest, I didn't, I had no idea how to pick a team back in the day. So Carl, who is you know my my right hand and you know kind of uh, uh, you know just the glue guy in the squad, you know he was around and he was exactly what I needed, and I didn't even know it. Like I'm, I'm saying Carl was literally sitting right next to me every day, all day. And me and E didn't even realize that he was the missing link to what we actually needed. So when you think about picking a team, I think our natural inclination is to go find people who look like us, who talk like us, who think like us, who do what we do, who dynamic like we are, who want to host podcasts like we are. And guess what? That's actually the worst person to join your team. You're looking for someone who can actually plug the gaps that you have. So I think when you think about building a team and who you actually need, write down the top 10 things that you do poorly and look for somebody who does those things well. E, as great a speaker as he was, he wasn't dynamic in terms of leading the team down a straight path. E E got excited. He'd be all over the place. One thing that I could do is lock in on the fact that, no, 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 the goal is to make E a household name. So I took that role. I was able to plug that gap for him. What what don't I like doing? I don't like dealing with video. I don't want to be sitting there editing. I don't like, you know, uh, uh, details like that. Carl didn't mind doing that. And so when you're building your team, you're, it's contrary to what most people would think. You're not looking for people who are just like you. You're looking for people who are actually the opposite of you. So Carl was actually the one that made our squad go, even though Carl would have broken to a million pieces back then if you made him get up and say his name in front of 1,000 people. But he didn't, work, he didn't mind doing the, the dirty work behind the scenes. And so as you're building your team, your job is to literally go what am I missing? What would, like, what would be helpful to me right now? So that's why when I look at Moose and I would look at Nikki, you guys have, uh, again, been an incredible asset to our team. Why? Because as popping as E was, no, our social media game was very basic. Very basic. It was, I'd say, even towards poor based on who E was. So Nikki saw a gap. And I, as, soon as, I, as soon as I met Nikki and I figured out what she did, and how she did it, I was like, oh, my. And we're so dumb. I think we had Nikki assisting somebody who she was better than until we finally were like, oh, wait, Nikki's the secret sauce. And let's get them out the way and get Nikki in, you know. And so then Moose. Moose comes in, and Moose is very, like, he, he's very calculated. He thinks everything out. He was a – so Moose is now actually, again, I, 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 Moose, I'll always be E's right hand in spirit. But from a day-to-day yeah, yeah. standpoint, now based on where we're at as a company, Moose is a much more natural fit as E's right hand now as a number one in the world, just day-to-day, because he can help move E detailed oriented throughout the day. Whereas I'm an idea guy, I push the vision forward. Well, guess what, E's already number one. So me and E talking every day, we just pumping each other up and coming up with million dollar ideas. We're not necessarily in the weeds doing details together all day. So Moose actually makes the perfect right hand for E now based on his skill set. And so I would say as you're recruiting, find somebody who's a fit in terms of your, their values. And then skill set wise, you want to make sure that they can do something that you can't. Yeah.
1: I almost that
0: up.
1: Just keep them coming at this point. I listen, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to hold down the button. I'm, I'm
0: just going to hold <laughs> down <laughs> the button half the time. Yeah. Just. Whatever,
1: yeah. go ahead, Moose. <laughs> yeah. See, as driven as you are, you're one of yeah. the most giving people that I have ever met. And and by giving, I mean with your platform, always willing mm-hmm. to duplicate and and you know inviting people. It's like, oh, you're talented. Come on in. And I know there's a level of confidence that comes with that, but there's also just a different mentality in terms of like each one teach one, right? Like I saw you yeah. do it with Inky. I saw you do it with... Uh, uh, Toby, Jamal, many others mm-hmm. that you're not afraid to talk to us about. What point do you start getting in the game where you're like, all right, we actually have something here. We need to start pulling people onto our platform and at some point duplicating what we have like you've done with Maul and Toby.
2: You know what's funny, man? Um, Jay-Z, <laughs> Hov wow. said, if everybody, I'm going to clean it up. But he said, if everybody in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged nobody will fall because everybody will be each other's crutches. And I promise you, that's one of like of, – and I'm a, I'm a whole fan. That's probably the line that st- stuck in my head more than any other line because it made so much sense. It was like, yo, if I'm able to reach a certain level, that's one thing. But if the people around me are able to get it at a high level and we got a team that's at a high level, how can you fall? Literally, how can you fall if everybody in your team – is getting to it. If everybody's on, and so I started looking outside of just us and going, "All right, cool. Who else is 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 like minded? Who we have this formula that can work, that can get to the next level? I promise you. To to the Lord knows. I hope I don't never need to go to Toby and be like, "Hey, bro, I got to work some things out. Uh, I need a job over here." Like, come on, Toby would. be, Toby, like, yo, you you the doggone CEO of the company. Let's roll, right? Had I not done that for Toby. And, and I and see, what some people do is they try to just get eight people like a little piece and keep them suppressed down here. Well, guess what? God forbid anything happen to you, and you're the only breadwinner in your crew. Now you look going down, and everybody bogged. Everybody busted. So I figure, hey, I want everybody to be as big as humanly possible, take their game to the next level, be millionaires and billionaires and run billion-dollar companies. That way, if there's any fall off, if there's any unfortunate circumstances, COVID hit, look how crazy the world is right now, y'all. Look how crazy. Yeah. And now we're in a position where we understand that we can help people go to the next level and we can help them stay there. And, if the, and God forbid, like I said, we run into a tragedy. Everybody's able to be each other's crutches.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm just going to keep holding this button. This this is what we're going to do. Tobe and Maul, right? Yeah. What to you, because some people are going to be like, I'm the next Tobe. I'm the next Maul. Like, get me next. Like, what mm-hmm. made them stand out? Because E, we, we could clearly see E. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we could clearly see Tobe, but I want you to break down what was so special about Tobe and what was so pe- special about Maul, because Maul was killing it before off mm-hmm. social media. Now they're like, where has he been all this life? Like, and he's killing mm-hmm. it. What was what was about those two?
2: So, you know, it's funny, man. Like, I see people and then get stuck on what everybody else is doing, right? Like they literally look around and go, what's that person doing? What's that person doing? Oh, Toby's doing this. Jamal's doing this. I'm going to do that. And what is different from me and how I view the world and most people is I always look at what are they not doing, right? So, like, it's good to study people. But, like, for instance, when E and I started, I looked at Tony Robbins and said, okay, dude, is killing it. He's the number one motivational speaker in the world. I didn't say, what is he doing that we can copy? I said, okay, I'm going to look at all the things he's doing, but what is he not doing? You know what Tony Robbins wasn't doing? He wasn't giving out free content. He didn't have content on YouTube that was available for immediate consumption. And so I always looked at, Nikki, what are people not doing? So when I heard uh, uh, Toby rap, I had never in my life, and and this, y'all please go look it up. Somebody fact check me because I could be wrong. I have never in my life heard somebody rap and been that dope. Never swear and never say the N word in their music and not be considered a Christian rapper. Maybe again, maybe it exists. And it's no knock to Christian rappers. There's no knock to people who swear. I just noticed that Toby's music was jamming the same way like Outkast was jamming, the same way that Big Crit was jamming at the time. And they just did a song together that's crazy. But Crazy. I noticed that he had a very similar swagger to these people, but I noticed he never cussed. And I said, whoa, okay, nobody's doing that. So I found Toby in the not doing. Once we started this up, he, I was like, yo, this is the not doing. If you look at Jamal, every other entrepreneur that you saw that made millions of dollars, what did they do? They quit their job, and they were full-time entrepreneurs. What did Maul do? Maul became a millionaire at the age of 26 and didn't retire until he was 41. He worked as a police officer for 15 years as a multimillionaire. I'd never seen anybody do that before, Nikki. Everybody else was, again, worked their job, got their millions, quit their job, went on to do whatever. And so Maul was in the not doing. And it's so crazy that everybody wants to just go and copy exactly what's being done, where my advice and my energy always says, Okay, we can glean a couple of things from that, but at the end of the day, what's not being done? And you'll find a lot more success in the not doing than the doing.
1: Hmm. I hope. I, I hope people are starting to get some clues around what what she might be on the uh, on the flight assessment right now. Hey, I mean, Lewis, we may, I, I, we they, may they, have they, to break that
0: down now. We may have to. <laughs> yeah, we almost, yeah, let, we let. almost at the hour mark. Let's break that down because I want to have like random conversations as well. So, OK,
1: let's okay. do that. Fair, fair. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you leave that.
0: No, 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 no. You got it. You got it.
1: OK, because
0: <laughs> I want you to break down the certain words that he said.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, I I'm going to go ahead and just make a, a, an assumption here see and tell me if I'm if I'm if I'm right. Uh early on in the episode you said, you know, I was not trying to get boxed in into any structure. So is it safe to say that you are not Yeah. That you are not in air traffic control. Is it safe to say?
2: Oh, very safe. Very safe. <laughs> very safe.
1: Yeah. Very safe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right so I'm going to say let's put this over here um he he's supportive but he doesn't deal with certain things right mm-hmm. uh he's not fully like in the background per se like my man will still get on stage if he needs to okay so yeah. is it safe to say that you? Are not a grounds crew.
2: That's safe to say. Very safe. Another safe guess. Very
0: very safe. I like that. Very safe.
1: Very safe. Yep. Yep. Uh, But let me ask you this. Before we give the people the the final answer, I've actually had Mm -hmm. uh, some sources tell us that Mm. you you do have some uh, very flight attendant tendencies, like strong flight attendant tendencies uh but it's it's uh you know I don't know. I'm I'm just wondering, is it is can you we can ain't we got the ain't answers, wondering. man? You ain't got the answer I, You ain't got the answer. I, I,
2: that would be true. Yes, I do I do have some flight attendant tendencies, yes, for sure. Okay. I just don't like to let them out because when I do, uh the, the staff gets they get they get loose. They get they get loosey goosey. So I like to stay on brand. <laughs> So that uh, everybody feels like they need to get work done and they can't just party all day.
1: Love it, <laughs> love it, love it. Tell the people, man. Tell the people. What, what, what are you on the assessment?
2: Uh, so yeah, no, I'm a pilot. So I'm a pilot first, and then um, my second highest. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Nikki. <laughs> let them know. Um, we a party pilot now. first, and then uh, uh, and then I'm a flex in it. So I have a. Uh, a very high pilot, and right out under that, not too far away from that, is the flight attendant Take but, but you know how? what's funny, I will say this because e is uh, me and e are partners, and e is such a high flight attendant that I end up operating more in my pilot than I do my flight attendant especially when it, as it pertains to work
0: makes sense, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Um, like somebody
2: gotta be a bad cop, right? Like you got like, it like the only works with a bad cop.
0: He has been banned from the meetings, people. He's been banned yes. from yes. the meeting. We yes. just had a meeting, he actually showed up. Yes. I was very shocked. I
2: did, I did. I come to one a year. I come to one meeting a year.
0: That was the only meeting. That was
2: yes. that was the only Yes. Yeah, I apologize. All
0: right, so see, um Yeah. I wanted to have this conversation with you. Um Okay. So versus real quick versus Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gucci and snow. What was your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Like as far as a branding standpoint.
2: Yeah. You know what? I thought it was okay. So I'm glad you, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I'm, I'm like, that's why I
0: said random.
2: You, you know, what's crazy again? I don't get to talk about this on, uh, Uh, Our podcast, because it's the AARP podcast, I'm on there with a bunch of uh, uh, muscle relaxer, (laughs) joint pain, uh, uh, old guys (laughs) who don't even know what Versus is. Matter of fact, Maul told me he didn't even know any Gucci songs. I said, what? "What?" And he barely knew any Jeezy songs. So um, I was like, okay, I can't even talk to y'all about this. But anyway, so I I actually, both gentlemen uh, did incredible by their brand, right? Um, if you're like, so I live in Atlanta, I've spent a ton of time in Atlanta over the last, you know, 15, 20 years or what have you. Um, so I kind of know the backstory right now. A lot of people know the backstory, but I've been around the energy. Well, I think it was great because Gucci is known as the boogeyman in Atlanta. Like Gucci is that, that presence of like, yo, when he comes around, people are like, yo, he's here. Um, while Jeezy you know, definitely, you know, was was that guy in his past? We've seen Jeezy's progression into, you know, this kind of, you know, new guy, this entrepreneur. You even t- heard heard him talk about the real estate stuff. You saw he was the one who extended the Olive Branch to to Gucci, and even though Gucci came in there like, yo, I'm doing these diss records, I'm gonna be, you know, reckless and all of that. Jeezy stayed in character and was like, yo, I feel you. That's where you at, and this is where I'm at, and so it allowed Gucci to keep that same boogeyman presence that makes him so, you know, everybody so enamored by his aura. He was able to keep that. And Jeezy was able to stay in his new, I'm a businessman, a CEO. I'm not on that foolishness anymore. He was able to stay in his lane by being like, you know what, go ahead. You perform those disc records. If you see Jeezy didn't perform, stay strapped. He was like, no, nah, I'm good on that. That's old. I'm over that. And so both of them were able to keep brand Integrity while still drawing a bunch of attention to their music and their brand, so I thought it was incredible.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the storyline because clearly they knew that they were cool at the end. They had they they had to stage that. So the fact that mm-hmm. they kept that whole like there's still beef. You you're mm-hmm. locked in. It kept what? Yeah, like yeah. One point eight million, the highest on IG. So yeah, the fact that. Yeah, the fact that they kept it there, I was like, oh, I got to see about this because there's still storytelling with battle. There's still storytelling yeah. with even an IG live, like any piece of content, because how do you keep people on that? So I just yeah, I wanted your take on the whole battle because the, these verses keep getting better and better. And I don't think people yeah, break it down great. from a branding standpoint.
2: Yeah, no, it was great. It was incredible. I enjoyed it, and I think, like I said, if Gucci would have came in there and been too nice, he probably would have lost a little bit of that boogeyman aura that makes him him. If Jeezy would have came in acting super tough, people would have been like, oh, I thought you was this changed man. So I think both of them did an incredible job and and represented their brands and themselves, you know, in a great light. (laughs)
0: I had to get C to talk about some current because he doesn't do it. Oh, I, it. oh I
2: feel like a caged animal.
0: <laughs> Ask me she something else. <laughs> when she said I'm on with the muscle relaxer, guys, that,
1: had
2: me yeah. that was hilarious. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man.
0: I promise you. know, you. these
2: guys, they, they on the uh, podcast talking about how they got to stretch before they eat. I'm like, all right. Duh.
0: Listen, no, listen. Shout out to my
2: guys. I love my guys,
0: man. Yep. And For sure. For announcement sure. time, people. So... S2S Podcast, that's where you can get C and E and Maul and, and Carl, all the old people. You go to S2S, yes. S2S Podcast. No, nah, it's yes. a great podcast. Persons. We will not be talking day. about
2: Gucci and Jeezy. I yeah, you, get, won't, you won't, you won't get
0: that there. You won't. That's why I had to do it over here. On top of that, every Tuesday, new time, right, Moose? 7:30. Yep. Yep. yep
1: 730. 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Yep. yep.
0: Eastern. 6 30 central time sometime west coast time it's a new time i don't know but um facebook live we're going live me and moose question and answer a preview of what's next just uh, getting to know us a little bit better so facebook.com slash nikki and moose nikki and moose everywhere go follow us but see what Mm -hmm. is next what's next
2: Um, before I say what's next, I'm going to hijack the podcast a little bit Uh and just say that, man, I'm extremely, extremely proud of you two. Um, I just looked in my phone. I was looking for an email from Moose the other day and I'm going to embarrass Moose, but Uh I found an email that says, good morning, CJ Attached is the file with all the additional information and Mm. Moose sent me a whole breakdown of how he was going to sell us some iPhone cases. (laughs) <laughs> um, this email is dated from 6th, June 4th, 2013. June 4th, Back in the 2013. Day. 2013. So, you're talking about man, six and a half years ago. And you know, let me say something, and, and here's the crazy thing Moose was just trying to add value at any point, and I love you for that. Um, you know, Moose, you, you. Again, man, have been such a blessing to this squad. And, you know, we keep our circle very tight. But literally for years, uh, Moose was just coming around and he was like, yo, anything I can do to add value, I'm going to do. He did that at a high level, as you can see from cell phone cases. Now, he done worked his way to being his right hand. And uh, I'm extremely proud of you, brother. You always came around trying to see what you could give and not what you could get. And uh, it's great to have you in the family. Nikki, uh, let me tell you something, man. I I just, Nikki is like the little sister that I always wanted and never had. Um, I mean that, like, the first time I saw Nikki, she was just fresh. Like, I seen her and I'm like, yo, she is like, as y'all can see, Nikki is just like New York, New York cool, right? (laughs) Like, everything about her is so cool. And I saw her and I was like, yo, I see you with them J's on. That's the oh, first words I said to her. And she was like, oh, okay, no doubt. And then I promise you, it was probably, I don't even know how, still to this day, I should I got a package delivered to the crib and it was a brand new pair of Jordans. And I was like, yo, and it was like, you know, from Nikki. I appreciate you acknowledging the swag or something like that. And I was like, whoa. And since that day, you know, Nikki's been a part of the family. Y'all see what she does, the information she gives out. She does it in a way that's so cool, so electric, uh, so easy to follow. And I'm just, you know, extremely happy to have you on the team as well. Y'all are amazing and have been, you know, incredible parts to the ETA family. And I love you both dearly for it. So sorry about that. What's the Mm. question?
0: (laughs) what's next see what's next look
2: i got nikki to blush as cool as nikki is i got her to blush a little bit (laughs) it's the lighting it's It's daytime it's lighting
0: yummy it's lighting Um, lighting.
2: yeah you know what what's next is more the same they say if it ain't broke don't fix it man we we are on a path to um you know taking this thing to another level uh i got some things in the works that i won't speak on just yet but um Everything we do, you can guarantee it's going to feel like this. It's going to feel genuine. It's going to feel organic. It's going to be something that is pleasing to the people. It's going to be something that doesn't feel like we're trying to take anything from you, but we're trying to give, man. I know a lot of people come on social media. They come on, you know, podcasts, and they take, 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 take. Uh, but you will always get our pure heart. And I say our, because this is a family now. Um, you'll get our pure heart. You'll get our our, our best information. And you get our best foot forward every single time. So we'll continue to give that in 2021. Hopefully, this COVID dies down, we can get back to seeing people in the flesh, dapping them up, hugging them. Uh, but until then, we're gonna keep holding y'all down online. And uh, yeah, bigger and better things in 21. I
0: was trying to get the the exclusive. I was trying to get what's next that didn't right. want to give it. Right. You give know, it. hey, I, I got hey. some
2: in the works, man. But you know, it's you know. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm at my mama's house. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's the time for t- for turkey. We don't want to get into too right. much business. Right?
0: Man, we were trying. We were trying. <laughs> so right. So right, people. We're going to get him back. We're going to get him back. Look, see. thank you for yeah. being on. Thank um, you, all, man. As the only child, like, you are the big brother I never had. For real, right. for real. Right. I've learned so much. Everything really is a reflection of you and E. Let's right. be real. Right. Like, And, and so appreciate I appreciate... That the the platform I appreciate the talks and everything and the support so it was only right that we put you on the podcast because that's the only way we know know how to give back Hey
2: man
1: love y'all man
2: love y'all
1: we love you too we love you too man what a blessing bro what a blessing I mean always constantly like I said the most driven person but the most giving person and I think there's no better balance to you know to want to walk with and hold you accountable and push us to be better so we're beyond grateful for you and uh, again thanks for joining us man. Let's Yo, go, man. Do you want to do, do the final no, words?
0: Do you want to ab- do the final words? No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. You, know I mean, you let me say this
1: real quick. I gotta, give you, quick. Quick. I
0: gotta give you. I give
1: you There's at least three times that I went up to see and I said, "I never want to even touch a microphone," uh, because yeah. of how you speak. Like every time, I'm just yeah. like, "This dude is so good." <laughs> so no, see, I'm gonna plead the fifth and pass it to you, man.
0: Close us out. Final words.
2: Hey, listen, man, find your gift. All right. Your gift is something that God gave you. How do you know what it is? What comes easy to you that's hard for most? All right, I'm going to say it again. What comes easy to you that's hard for most? Can you draw? Can you sing? Can you act? Can you put words together? Um, can you create? Are you visual? What are you? Find that first and then double down on that thing, man. And you'll be exactly where Nikki and Moose are. All right. At the top. Love y'all. <laughs>